Thanks for coming down. My pleasure. How have you been so far today? Ah, oh, fantastic. Yep. Love meeting all the young startups and you know, trying to help uh, help them get to the next level. Beautiful. So, Jay, just give us a bit of a background and who you are and, and what you do. Uh, so, like many people, I thought you'd go out of college, get a job, and life's great. And I got out in recession, so I uh, decided to start a company. And next thing you know, the world goes where you happen to be. So, I was the first one to put video on a computer. I worked with Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all these things. We did the first auction that became eBay and, and started with Reed Hoffman to launch LinkedIn. And, and you look around and dozens of friends have become billionaires. And we didn't go to the right schools. We didn't have the right families. We didn't have connections. But we looked at the world differently. And so I wrote the book, Disrupt Yourself, uh, which was number one in Australia. Uh, Congratulations. Teach, thank you. And I thank the Australians, which is why I came here. First <laughs> country that did this. It's now in eight languages and all over the world. But I wanted to give back and teach people what you're not learning in school. That it's not about 10,000 hours or 20 years at, at, at a job that you hate. Uh, if you don't believe in reincarnation, you got one shot. It's not about selling something. It's about solving a problem. So if you have problems in your life, you're halfway there. Now we have this technology that you're one click away from 7 billion people. You don't have to be right for a nanosecond to make a billion dollars or change the world. So how do you turn those ideas into businesses and how do you go through those steps? And it's all been laid out for you. It's very easy to do. And if I'd say one thing that I learned at South Start is so many of the people were talking about, well, I can do this in Adelaide or I can't find capital in Adelaide or they don't get it in Adelaide. Who cares? Adelaide's a great place to live. Adelaide has nice weather, has nice people. But you should be solving something a little bit bigger. You should look at the entire globe. The world's now flat. Not in the way morons think it's flat, but in the way that you can sell anywhere. Your team can be made up of people that live anywhere or everywhere. And the advantage that you have is you don't have the cost of living in the overhead of Silicon Valley. I've, I've raised six, seven, eight hundred million dollars for startups in my career. And I was just up in Silicon Valley at a board meeting about three weeks ago. And the main road that goes through is El Camino. And it was lined up with motorhomes, or I think you call them caravans. Crappy ones. And at first I'm thinking, like, are they shooting a movie or something? And then I realized it is so expensive now that engineers that are earning two and three hundred thousand dollars a year are living in cars. Wow. They're living like homeless. You don't have to do that in Adelaide. No. And you've got three universities cranking out talent. So what you have to do is start looking at what is a niche that others aren't looking at? What's a new one of the new Exponential technologies, augmented reality, 3D printing. Put them together in new and novel ways. Somebody else spent the billions to invent these things. It's the entrepreneur that just connects the dots. We've got so many more tools nowadays that we can take advantage of. And you're right, like we've been talking about this. I think that's been one of the main things we've been talking about with all the guests and stuff is that you don't have to go looking in you know, Sydney or Melbourne or, or you know, uh, in, uh, in another country. Like you, you can do all that here. In Adelaide, you Na just, name yeah. me a piece of software that you can't download. Okay, exactly. <laughs> you also don't have gatekeepers to capital anymore, including nation states and borders. Okay, so you can do ICOs, you can do crowdfunding, you can do so many different ways. In just takes a big vision. 
And when you have a big, giant, audacious idea, it's like a candle to moths. And what happens is it attracts great minds that add to it. My career has been made off of a half of an idea. I've never had a fully formed idea in my life. I have a half idea, and then you add more people to make it great. I, I was running a small software company when I, was, when I was young, and 20 people, nothing notable, and the phone rings one day in the 1990s, and there's a guy doing the worst Arkansas accent impersonation I ever <laughs> thought of. And I had to embarrass myself by making the President of the United States prove to me that he was the President of the United States calling little old me. Because I had written about how I thought the internet could change education. Fast forward, I go to the White House and he says, I want you to put the internet into every classroom in the United States. Wow. The most powerful guy tells you to do it, you say, okay, one catch. We don't have $1 in funding. So I put together an online auction to raise some money from companies and people and everything. And it was that big idea. And it drew all these great minds. So that auction turned into eBay. But the fun story of the type of minds that it attracted is we did a press event one day where the president and the vice president comes out to the little school. And they're, back then, it was before Wi-Fi. You have to drill holes and lay ca cable and wear your hard hats. And, and the White House photographer's taking pictures. And I'm all excited. And a month later, I get in the mail a nice framed, signed picture of me, the president, and some other dude. Like the three shot. I'm like... <laughs> Why wasn't it a two-shot? Like, uh, who's this dude? I'm going to put this on my wall forever. And it's on my wall forever in my office. And it was only a matter of, it was out of work. It was a guy looking to network. He used to be at, at Novell. And everybody goes after a few years, goes, oh, you're friends with Eric Schmidt? Um, <laughs> went on to become chairman of Google. There you so go. the idea is, I could tell you story after story of all these people that went on to become global household names. Having worked with them and known them before that, I can tell you they're no different than anyone listening. Everybody listening to your podcast has written as much computer code as Steve Jobs. Let that sink in. Mm. So you don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be any specific discipline. What you have to do is have problems in your life. If you have no problems in your life and daddy takes care of everything, eventually Americans will make you president. Um, <laughs> so you've talked a lot about a lot of your successes. I, I was kind of interested because I was, I was reading your profile on so many impressive feats that you've made over uh, your life. What was your biggest failure? Oh, I've, I've, how, how long do we got? <laughs> We've got as long as you want. I fail more than anybody. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of, 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 of failure and, and, and how to become a phoenix. So in my 20s, I made the mistake, back then capital wasn't as easy and I didn't know how the world worked and all those things, of running my business off of my credit cards. Do not do this at home. Um, play with matches, you know, that's less dangerous. <laughs> and back then, there was a contract for the California lottery. And that's a big state. And my competition, and this is the, the, the early 90s, my competition made a little box with a green screen with numbers on it, okay? And I made a kiosk with a motion detector that went, what would you do with a million dollars? And it had a video screen and somebody talking to you, and it did it in eight languages, and it was magnificent, and it had big LEDs that told you the amount, 
and the other guy had this little box. Now, later I would find out, because the FBI had a videotape, my competition handed a briefcase of $50,000 to a state senator, and they won the contract. But the day of pitching and doing it, I don't know any of these things. I go up there. The idiots don't even talk about their things. I show every bell and whistle. I flew up to the top of the state, and I lost. Hmm. I flew back to L.A. I'm broke. Let me define broke. L.A. is a huge city. You can't walk it. I don't have enough money to figure out how to get home by cab. I have to figure out the bus system. We don't have one. Hmm. Now, back then, they used to have women or men, retired people who would sit at these nice desks with a big question mark and they would answer questions for tourists. But I got back so late, there's nobody there. I am destitute. I'm depressed. And then it hits me. My kiosk could tell people how to get around. My kiosk could speak any language. 50 million people go to airports, uh, go to LAX each year. Fast forward today, there's not an airport where you're dealing with people you're getting your boarding pass from a kiosk. You're doing everything from a kiosk. And so it was failing that made me successful. There's a difference between failing and failure. Failing is learning what doesn't work. That is how you become successful. Failure is throwing in the towel and giving up. If I had, you know, one thing, Henry Ford said it best. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So, so many people are so consumed with trying to change the world when in fact, as I said in Disrupt Yourself, you have to learn to change yourself. And if you can change what's holding you back, what your fear is, what you think you can't do, then you have it all. You know, culturally, you probably have a better educational system in Adelaide than we have in the United States. You have access to the same capital. But you know what the one advantage the U.S. still has over most of the world? We have no shame. If we fail, it's no big deal. We also don't have the fear of being the tallest poppy. Mm. You're going to have to be a little braggadocious. You're going to have to get noticed. Nobody's yep. going to go out and say, I want to give money to you. You're the best and most diligent company. I spent a lot of work on it. You have to go out and tell your tale. You have to try, don't you? Yeah. And if you keep on going, you'll go. So I failed endlessly. I made endless mistakes. I have been screwed over by more times than the most famous whore in history. But... I can now take that and help young entrepreneurs skip that. I teach a course at the largest engineering school in the US, USC. And I had two students that have one of the best, usually it's how to deliver food to the campuses, the, as, you know, the dorms is their brilliant business idea. But I had one that had a great idea. And those two students, I took them up to Silicon Valley. They got $10 million. It took us 10 days. And they did $150 million the first year. It is that easy. And I see it again and again. And I've heard from readers all over the world how the book has changed their lives, and I'm humbled by it. But I will tell you that I'm thin-skinned. So occasionally I get a letter from a millennial that goes, disrupt yourself is really motivational, but I could never do it. And this was eating at me. So last September, I decided to put my reputation on the line. And I found a young man whose parents were on welfare. He was a couch-surfing millennial. And I said, I'm going to mentor him one day a week and take him from that a self-made millionaire in 12 months. He did in 11 months. I didn't introduce him to anybody. I didn't game the system. Just what business do you want to do? How do you do it? And he kept notes on that he didn't share with me until later. And everything that I told him in the beginning was like, Jay's a real jerk. 
this doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do this, but I don't want to lose this opportunity, so I'll go along with it. And then six months later, it's like, wow, this really worked out, and this actually works. And, you know, so that book will come out next year of, of Vince's of Vince story, and hopefully it'll motivate that last bunch that's sitting on the couch. That's fantastic. I can't wait to read it. So what, so what time next year? Don't know. Don't know, but next year. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for coming on the podcast and having a chat to us. A pleasure. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants uh, to get started today, there's a workbook that goes along with Disrupt Yourself, and it's free. Just go to jsamit.com, and you can download it. It's my gift to get you started. It's my name, J-A-Y-S-A-M-I-T.com, or reach out to me on any social media channel. Happy to help. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Bye.